Hola, and welcome to the newest episode of The Carl Experience. This will be hopefully one of two videos I'll be recording in one night. Hopefully. Now, uh, my goal is, is to finish my pod, uh, my first podcast and then record directly for the next one because the next one is going to be controversial to more controversial than the first if you can believe that now first of all yes i do have a tumbler here i have this here and i've been drinking this since saint patrick's day so <laughs> this is very high in whiskey it's cost like 80 bucks for a bottle but I also haven't been drinking, like, entirely full glasses of it. Normally, I've been filling, because this is like 108 proof, but, yeah, I've been filling, you know, a little bit. Not a whole lot. Okay. Let's get the burn out of the way first. Welcome to the Carl Experience. Welcome to the burn. <laughs> Ugh. That first... That first little snip burns. And yes, I do have water. <laughs> Ugh, I don't know what that was. Some sort of weird jelly. Oh, man. That first one burns going down something fierce. Okay. For right now, we're going to cover the Chauvin Trial <laughs> update. <laughs> Of course, 108 proof it better, you know. Okay. The Chauvin trial update today is... Uh, <clears throat> was amassed mainly of specialists talking. They had a pulmonary sp uh, specialist and they had, I guess, what they call a SWAT doctor. Or a SWAT physician. At the moment, the SWAT physician is not uh, certified or licensed, I think it is. Not licensed or whatever the case is. <clears throat> he's an old man with a weird comb over. He's got like, you know, a balding spot and one huge wide thread of hair going across. It looks tacky. I mean, and the guy's getting paid $300 an hour to testify at this trial. That's his going rate because the prosecution hired him. But first of all, the pulmonary, the pulmonary specialist. For those of you who don't know what a pulmonary specialist, he specializes in blood. The uh, pulmonary system. He testified today that uh, George Floyd died of lack of oxygen. Which the prosecution is arguing that, or they're stating that because of the hold that Chauvin had him in, it would reduce his airflow. That might be true, but more than likely it was, more than likely, from what I've seen and heard, it was more likely the drugs that slowed his breathing down to the point where, yeah, if, you, if you've ever been stoned before and get in a dog pile, you run out of breath really fucking quick with like nine other people on you. <clears throat> or hell, even two or three. But... In my last podcast, I included the video, uh, the video of uh, 
George Floyd's arrest. It was in the description in case you were wondering. So you can go back, look at the other video, and look at everything up to when they pinned George Floyd to the ground in the blood choke, as they are, as I guess they're now calling it or whatever. But when the pulmonal, when this guy is from like Sweden or some crap, he's got a Northern European uh, accent. I don't know whether he's German or Finnish or Danish or whatever. <clears throat> but he's a, apparently a world-renowned expert. I've never heard of him. But then again, I don't look into pathology all that much. According to the pathology and everything I've read and researched... <clears throat> the drugs that uh, George Floyd was on could have caused him to have a depressed pulmonary system, meaning he would have run out of air ten times easier than had he been sober. Now, without, uh, without getting too much into the politicking of everything, I personally thought it was funny that he came to the conclusion, okay, George Floyd died because he ran out of air. He suffered from asphyxia. And then the prosecution jumps on it. Well, this is because of the hold he was on. This is because this is, and then they, they led this guy into saying, "Yes, it was because of this hold." Okay, it still doesn't explain the drugs. Whether you like it or not, the drugs are an integral part in that act. <clears throat> I'm not trying to demonize Floyd. I'm just stating the action, the logical fact that follows. Um, this foreign guy who's supposed to be a uh, pulmonary specialist, uh, white-haired, had a weird-looking mustache and some facial hair. Um, he seemed very, um, introverted. Like, he, he's used to writing papers and stuff like that. Uh, both the guys they had on the stand today that I'm aware of have written books on their respective uh, subjects or contributed to books. Okay, so you're a specialist in medicine. Uh, but I, I'm missing where this pathology, because they're bypassing the drugs completely. They are completely bypassing George Floyd's use of drugs. And in case you can hear something in the background, I'm listening to iHeartRadio 90s. So if you happen to hear the music in the background, it's for me. Ha ha ha. But, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I find it, I just find it amazing that the pathologists, these two specialists, which are hired by the prosecution, are bothering to say, yes, in my opinion, he died of this. Medically, he died of, ex of uh, lack of oxygen. And they're talking about this death gasp where you try to breathe out your fingers and toes and hands. I have been in situations where I could not breathe. Because one, situa one, one situation or another, or one circumstance or another, leads you to where you can't breathe. Like, um, a while back, very long time, uh, not that long ago, I literally had a flake from a croissant go down my uh, esophagus, or my windpipe. And <coughs> I was at a point where everything started blacking out, everything was turning red because I was about to pass out. I hit the ground, and finally I coughed up a little bit of it, and, like, I guess the bit had gotten wet enough, it actually shot up, and I was coughing for hours. But I literally was that close to passing the hell out. A crumb, a flaky crumb, went down my throat. Okay? Nobody put me in a hold. I have been in the hold that 
Floyd was in. I had been with somebody's knee in my neck, forcing me to the ground. What can you say? My 20s. But anyway, <coughs> it just, it shocks me that the, that the prosecution will flat out say, do you feel this? You know, you're a specialist, but do you, you're a specialist and you've looked at all this evidence. Was this the cause? Do you feel that this was the cause? They keep going back to the feels. I'm not saying anything's wrong with feels, but back it up with some scientific fucking fact. Don't bullshit yourself and disillusion yourself simply because the prosecution is paying you to. The prosecution isn't paying you to be biased. They're paying for your opinion. They're paying for... When the prosecution is paying for your time, if you're having to agree with their narrative to get that money, I'd say you're a, uh, you're a bought and paid stooge. Just my own opinion, mind you. Now, mind you, I'm not saying Chauvin's innocent, but as I have been in the same hold that uh, George Floyd was, obviously I'm still here. The only difference is, is I wasn't on meth and I wasn't on fentanyl. But the pulmonary specialist was led to his own opinion about what caused uh, George Floyd's death. And the same goes to the SWAT doctor. The SWAT doctor was talking about his credentials, yada yada. This lasted like 30 minutes just getting through his credentials. It was boring. And honestly, if the court doesn't have that in hand already, you know, already on record then what the hell's the problem? It's like the lady with a cell phone who took a picture during the trial. Number one, how'd you get the cell phone in without, without having to leave it at your car? Number two, how the hell did you not know to turn it off? Number three, why would you be stupid enough to do that in the first place? Goddamn, they have, they have signs saying no recording devices at all allowed in the courtroom. Most courtrooms have that. Is she illiterate or is she just... Well, I'm a media representative for blah, blah, blah. I don't care. They already approved certain media to be there. She is not one of those media people. Slancha. Yes, this is a sipping whiskey, so. A bit harsh. The pecans and walnuts are a little strong, uh, a little faint. There we go. There's that cherry undertow. Lovely cherry undertow. Because, yeah, everybody tell me, oh, it smells of oak and smokiness. Uh-huh, yeah. I cannot, uh, I can taste the smokiness, but as far as uh, all this oaky crap, no. Back to the trial. Ugh. So, they both talk about death gasps and all this other crap, and they're talk, speaking in very scientific terms. I get that. You're a scientist. Totally get that. I understand it to the max. And there my dog is. is spasming out because she's dreaming. Okay. <clears throat> then they went to the video of Floyd crying out. Where he was trying to breathe through any way he could. Through his fingers. Through whatever. <clears throat> and then they played the tape again. And I listened to the tape without bias again. Not trying to hear, not trying to hear something that wasn't there. Just trying to listen. And honestly, the last like half second he's talking, you can't make out what the hell he's saying. I'm pretty sure an audio specialist could do that. I'm literally quite certain they could fucking shorten that out. Uh, singular. Uh, um, what do you call? It? What do you mean? Um, uh, 
they could amplify and single that one voice out so that you could hear what the hell he was saying. <clears throat> but if you watch the video like I sent in my description, you would see that everybody's trying to work on the, uh, the prosecution is trying to work on the feels part of this. The issue is, is George Floyd resisted arrest. He not only once, several times. Like most of that video that I posted, he was resisting the police. They had the right to tase him, use a stun gun. They had a lot of options. And when the when the uh, when the SWAT doctor says, "Well, George Floyd wasn't sweating. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that." Okay. By the time you felt his body. He was or he was already dead before he. Uh, uh, to what I understand, he was already dead before he made it to the hospital. When your heart stops beating and those drugs are stopped blowing, you're gonna go cold. <clears throat> and yeah, no, this guy said that this excited delirium state was not present because he wasn't he wasn't uh, breathing rapidly. Obviously, he didn't watch the same video I did. I heard. Uh, uh, him trying to escape uh, custody or trying to evade going to jail. I saw his breathing shorten, uh, going short and quick. I saw him sweating. So I'm not sure. Uh, like I said, the only thing, the thing I can assume is they paid him to have their opinion. Because everything that goes with excited delirium was there. There's like seven points in the, uh, this SWAT doctor's like, nope, he didn't show any of them. I'm thinking, dude, did you watch the actual video of what happened? Like, the actual thing? He was sweating. He was breathing hard. He was doing all this crap. Everything, he, uh, he checked off half the damn checklist for excited delirium. So, I'm honestly not going to buy this bullshit SWAT doctor who is... He's got a history with being a scientist, but I don't think his science is the right science. I think... He is siding with the prosecution, so he gets his fucking $300 an hour for testifying. So I will scratch him off. The other guy was short, succinct, and conclusive in what he was saying. I didn't see the whole thing, but both of them saw, apparently both of them saw the video, and they both seemed to agree. Why, I do not know. I could not tell you. Now, the video... Uh, is suggestive to say the least, and I've got to hand it to uh, Chauvin's lawyer. He's doing a hell of a job planting seeds into everyone's mind. If you don't listen to it yourself, and this is the evidence they're showing, is police body camera video, which you can't find on YouTube that I'm aware of. But they've had they've had a couple of witnesses who got up on the stand and asked when they hear it. And then they get asked if it said this or did it say something else. They're, oh, yeah, you're right. He said he would, he had swallowed too many drugs. <clears throat> the bad problem now is I have watched tonight's newscast literally right before I uh, started filming this. And the news is now saying that all of the people, everybody who got on the stand, said he wasn't saying that he took too many drugs or he swallowed too many drugs. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, I understand the news might be trying to create something to the shock and awe of uh, the BLMers and uh, the so-called liberals out there. 
but I don't care. I'm, I'm literally just going with the facts. When I, when I hear one or more of their witnesses saying, yeah, he did, I can hear him saying, I, I heard him say that. They didn't suggest to him what he was saying. <clears throat> At one point, I could have swore I heard the lawyer say, or Chauvin's attorney saying, did you hear this or did you hear uh, uh, something else? If you heard something else, please let us know. And two of them, at least, were like, yeah, you said exactly what he said. He said exactly what you're telling me, uh, what you're suggesting to us that he said. It's not prompting. And this is, then they, then they want to make sure, then the attorney wants to make sure, so he makes them listen to, uh, he has them listen to it again. And guess what? They agree again. Uh. Okay. This is the bad problem is uh, the news is doing this because that means the news is starting to outlie right about the trial. There, I watched, I was listening to it uh, for that part, and the news outlets are now saying that nobody agreed with that, and I know for a fact they did agree. There were one or two witnesses who couldn't make out, uh, who literally were like, no, I can't hear what he's saying. I get that. I understand that. But flat out saying he didn't say that, they didn't hear that at all. You're being bought and paid for by the prosecution, and you sh you're supposed to be telling the truth. If you don't know what you what the last two words were, or the last half second, because you can fit a lot of words in a half a second. Look at my talking. Come on, I can fit a lot of crap in there. They're lying on the stand under oath that that he did not say those words. I can't actually say he said those words, but I'm going to say I don't know what his last half second of talking was. It sounded like he, I, uh, I, I think I swallowed too many, and then I, it sounds like too many, and I can't make out anything beyond two or many. I'm not sure which word it is, but I get to that point, and then it becomes indecipherable because of all the other background noise. But at least I'm uh, intelligent enough to differentiate that. I'm not going to extrapolate on it and say, well, maybe he said drugs. When the when the lawyer when the attorney suggests it, and then you hear it. You probably ought to take a day off and come back and listen to it again. And then, if you still don't hear anything... No, I misspoke. I'm sorry. I didn't actually hear anything that last half second of audio because it's inaudible. It's, intel it's unintelligible. I would feel much better if they did that. Now, for those of you who don't know... You can watch the trial for free on Court TV if Court TV is free for you. Here in Wichita, uh, Wichita, Kansas, it's on 31.5. Regular TV. You don't have to pay to watch it. I spent about uh, two, three hours a day watching it and watching the highlights from Court, uh, Court TV because they show highlights and sometimes they misjudge a point. They'll say one thing and it's, taken out of, it's out of context of what actually happened. But that's how I've been keeping track. And with that, the trial of Derek Chauvin. This podcast is now completo. My next one will be uh, more controversial. So have fun and see you here in a minute.